Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Castry, St. Lucia with my new friend Kiwa Simpson of DiscoverStLucciaTours.com. Kiwa loves the amazing food, historic areas of the city, and the happy people who live and visit here. In this episode, Kiwa and I talk about the Basilica of Immaculate Conception, spending a day at Viji Beach, and exploring the Twin Volcanoes at Sufri. Hear these three fun stories and so much more in this interview. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash castries. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Don't you just hate waiting in line for security at the airport? Me too. Even the pre-check lines are slammed most of the time today. That's why I use Clear to skip the lines and get to my flight quicker. For my listeners, I've actually worked out a special deal where you can try Clear for free for two months. This is a limited time offer, so go to wetravelthere.com forward slash clear to sign up today. Hi, Kiwa. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you very much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. So today we're talking about Castries St. Lucia, and it's a Caribbean island. And one of my friends went there actually right after college, and he had so many great things to say about the city. So when you reached out to me, I was so excited to hear from you and to learn all about the island. Yes, totally. I'm very excited to share all about my island and Castries with you guys today. Absolutely. So uh, were you born in, in St. Lucia? Yes, I was born and raised in St. Lucia. My family from generation after generation <laughs> has been from St. Lucia. Okay, so you've lived here your entire life. What's the thing that really keeps you there the most? I love St. Lucia. I love being on an island and all the amazing things that my island um, has to do, especially like the nature activities and the beach, the waterfalls, the snorkeling. The food, the culture. So it's like home, like that's what I, I ever wanted. So I feel like I actually probably chose to come to live in St. Lucia when I decided to become a human. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. So if you had to describe the, the island of St. Lucia or the people in like one or two words, how would you do that? Magic. Magic. Why do you say that? As I told you, the island is extremely beautiful. We have an amazing culture. We have a, a mixed culture with African heritage, European heritage, Native Indian, East Indian heritage. So it's like the world coming together at our shores, but in our unique way. So we love to dance. We love music. As I said, we have beaches. We have waterfalls. We have... So many amazing things to do, parties, carnivals, and amazing food. So I just love my island. I love the people. The people are hardworking. They're lively. They love life. They're down to earth. They're helpful. They're kind. We're known as one of the friendliest islands in the Caribbean. So I love everything about my island. That's wonderful. For people that aren't that, that familiar with St. Lucia, where in the Caribbean are you located? Awesome. So St. Lucia, sorry, is located in the lower portion of the Caribbean. So that's a few islands on top of Venezuela. Okay. So, well, for people, just to give you just a little, for those who don't know, the Caribbean is in between North America and South America. 
So there's this region there with the Caribbean Sea, and we're like a chain of islands in between there. And St. Lucia is on the lower end of that chain of islands, closer to South America, the Venezuela side, than Florida. Okay, so we already did an episode on Curacao, and so you're probably just a little bit north of that, correct? Yeah, totally. And so obviously being in the Caribbean, your weather is is perfect pretty much year round, right? Like great weather, a little occasional rain. Like before we started recording, there was a little bit of rain that was happening, and it stopped. It totally, stopped. <laughs> <laughs> it totally stopped, and now it's like blazing sun again, like five minutes of rain. Well, I mean, I think that's great though, but that's the part that actually keeps it lush and, and beautiful, yep. but also helps cool you off a little bit, like when it gets a little too warm. Exactly. Okay. And so from where you are, like I'm here in Nashville and you're uh, actually a little bit further east where you're actually in a different time zone, even than the, than the Eastern time zone, correct? Yep. We're standard Atlantic time. All right. So uh, say if I'm coming from Nashville and I want to fly to St. Lucia, most likely there's not a direct flight from Nashville because we're a little bit smaller airport. But for most people that are coming to visit you, what airport would they be flying from, say from the U.S.? From the U.S., they would be flying usually from Miami. The government is working on, like, trying to get, like, more direct flights from more states Okay. in America. But it's usually there's usually a flight to Miami or a flight to Atlanta. And then you go down to St. Lucia. How long of a flight would you say that is? That from Miami to St. Lucia is about, like, four hours maximum. Okay. So, yeah, not too bad. It's not too bad at all, especially for how amazing the island is <laughs> and to get that experience, yeah. So say we're flying into St. Lucia, what's the airport that we would fly into? Okay, so for usually for you guys, um, you would fly into the Hironora International Airport in VA4, which is in the south of the island. All right. I think there's also, there's another airport on the island as well, too, but that's more of like a inter-Caribbean flights. Is that correct? Right. Exactly. So if you're coming from Trinidad or Curacao, as you said, Barbados, St. Vincent, then you would come in to that airport, which is in Castries. All right. So say we're flying internationally from Miami down to visit you. Uh, we fly into the other, the, the bigger airport. From there, if we want to get around to the island or different cities within the island, how do we get around? Do we rent a car, take a bus? Like, what's the best way to get around? Right. The best way to get around is to either rent a car or use a taxi. Now, the thing about the local bus is that it doesn't have, like, set times that it runs. Like, there isn't a bus, like, every 30 minutes or every 15 minutes. You usually have to wait for the bus to full up, and that could be anywhere from between... Five minutes to an hour and a half, you know, depending oh, wow. on how many people are here traveling to the destination that you're going to or the place on island that you're going to. Okay. So the so the bus is running on island time. I was going to say, <laughs> but I didn't want to be offensive to my people. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, that yeah. totally makes sense, though. I mean, yep. it doesn't make financial sense for a bus to be running with like three people on it. So exactly. I totally understand that you know they want to fill up and, and be, make it worth their while financially to uh, to drive everybody around the island. Exactly. And there are, um, the buses are small, too. So if you want to get around and have a reliable way to get to where you're going, to be able to stay as long as you want and get a, a reliable way to come back home, it's best to rent or have a taxi. The local bus is super cheap compared to these other alternatives. But the fact that 
you're probably not even guaranteed that you'll get a bus back (laughs) or to get to the specific place that you want to go to, then it's better to just rent or get a taxi. Oh, sure. And the last thing you want to do is miss your flight going home. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So if we rent a car, uh, I know some islands are you drive on the left side versus the right side. Is it British rules for driving or American rules for driving? British rules for driving. Okay. Uh, I've driven on the left side before. It is a little a little scary. I will say that. Yeah. And we have windy roads some places, so it might be a little bit more scarier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What always throws me off is when I'm driving on the left side, I have to mentally think about, okay, which lane do I turn into exactly. if I'm turning left or right? That part kind of blows my mind. I see it. Sometimes with the intersections, I've seen people do the roundabout on the right <laughs> side. And I'm like, no, I was like beeping the, the vehicle, like, no, the other way. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so, fun. <laughs> yeah, but it's fun. That's fun. That's fun. It's fun to see. And they're like, thank you. <laughs> but usually on the rented vehicles, they would have a sticker saying like, keep left. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. So if we, if we took a, say if we took a taxi, because like some people mm-hmm. probably won't feel comfortable driving. Right. Uh, and say they flew into the international airport and wanted to come visit you in Castries. How much would you say the, the taxi ride would be? To Castries, it would be around 70 US. $70 US one way. So, okay. Yes. All right. And about how far of a drive is that? Castries from Pifa to Castries would probably be around like seventeen miles. So not too not too long. Maybe you know within a half an hour you'll you'll be from the airport mm-hmm. to the to the to the city. And for for people that don't know, Castries is actually the the capital of Saint Lucia. Right. Say we're now in Castries. You know, I don't know much about the town, but are there certain parts of the city that we should look at staying in or, and where is the, where is Castries, the city located on the island? Is it in the middle? Is it more towards the beach? Okay. Castries is actually found in the west side of the island. Okay. And it's on the like edge of the island. So it's not really in the middle. So Castries itself has, has its own beaches and. Totally. Castries is huge. But the thing about it is there's like a more central location that that's like the town itself where you have like all the business places and the clothing stores and stuff. But Castries is huge and there are a few amazing little pockets inside of the entire quarter itself. Okay. So when we're thinking of uh, staying in Castries, what part, what part of the city should we stay in? Should we stay near the beach? Should we stay like more towards the business district or where should we look at uh, booking a hotel? I would say closer to the beaches, just so that you could get like your little privacy and the beach and other activities as well, instead of like the busy city life. Oh, sure. And then if you want to go into town, because town itself has amazing things to do, which we'll talk about, then you could always do that. Okay. Yeah. And the good thing is where Castries is at, if it's on the west side of the island, you're going to have just some some amazing sunsets, right? Totally. Amazing sunsets, amazing beaches every day. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Unless it's a rainy day, yep. Oh, sure, sure. Okay, so what what are some of the things that we should plan on doing when we visit Castries and St. Lucia? So we'll, we'll be concentrating just at this moment for like the actual center, the hub itself. That's where you would have like all the business places and stuff. But there are amazing historical sites there. Okay. So 
One thing you definitely need to do is to do what I call the history walk. It's a set of paintings that are painted by the sons of like the premier like artist in St. Lucia. He's actually the one who designed the flag and stuff like that. His name is um, Dunstan St. Omer. So his sons actually partnered together to create a set of beautiful paintings that portray the history of St. Lucia along the road. So you totally visit that. In Castries, it would show you the time when the Native Indians were here and then when the Europeans came in and then our ancestors, the Africans, were brought in as um, enslaved people and then the East Indians came in and like how the culture just came together as a mix of all these cultures to create like what is St. Lucian culture. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's great to be able to kind of understand the, the history and then the progression of, of the island. Right, which leads to what it is now. So then another thing like you totally need to do is to visit the Basilica of Immaculate Conception. So this is a Catholic church built in 1885. It's one of the largest Catholic churches in the Caribbean. And the amazing thing about it is the paintings inside. It's like a cultural explosion. It's a bit radical. Because at the top of the church on the ceilings, you can see these beautiful wooden paintings made by a French painter in 1901, and it portrays all the different saints. But then they're, of course, European saints, right? And then on the lower part, on the walls of the church, you then see the Holy Family, which is like Mary, Jesus, and Joseph, portrayed in the image of the people, which is predominantly black people. So you would also see different black saints, black um, nuns, and just the, the fact that Mary and Jesus portrayed in the image of a black man, which represents the people considering our slavery history. is like the European and the African mixed together in a place that you would never expect to see it because it's a Catholic church. Oh, sure. Now, that sounds good. I mean, it's good that they, you obviously have some of the the French side there, that right. uh, you, his interpretation of things, and obviously then also the local interpretation and, and them kind of coexisting together you know, under the church. That, that sounds amazing. Yep. So um, the people are able, so you're able to see these beautiful paintings, one painted in Europe, the other one painted by Dunstan St. Omar, as I said, who also um, designed our amazing flag. And um, the colors are vibrant, blues, reds, purples, and then the windows are painted, right? So it's like colored glass. Mm-hmm. So when the sun like shines through, oh my God, it's really beautiful. It's extremely beautiful. That does sound amazing. Yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing place to see and the cultural significance, the fact that we have a church that's, that predominantly has like European figures and to see them presented in the image of like black people, whether people feel as if they're represented in the church is kind of radical. No, that's a good thing. So what are some of the other things that we should be that we should make sure that we don't miss when we visit St. Louis? Yeah. Well, for Castries, because you know St. Lucia has so much to do. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to stick to Castries for now, right? 
Uh, sure, we can talk a little, a little bit about castries and then uh, talk about some other things on the island. So for castries again, um, the Derek Walcott Museum, Derek Walcott is the second Nobel laureate on our island. He actually won a Nobel Prize for literature. He's done many plays. He's deceased now. So he's he did many plays, paintings, poems, and books. And then they actually remade his childhood home just exactly as it was. And it has the same old French Caribbean architecture. And when you go inside, you get to see his paintings, his books, learn about his story. He has a brother who was just as amazing as he was with arts um, and plays and stuff like that. So you get to learn about them and how they helped shape art in St. Lucian in the Caribbean. He was considered like one of the top English-speaking poets. He lectured at Oxford and stuff. Oh, wow. So it's amazing to get to see his life, where he lived, some of his work and how he helped to really shape drama and plays and arts and performing arts in St. Lucia, the Caribbean and the English speaking world. His work is like studied in universities in New York. I had a couple that was a professor from a university in New York and she was telling me her friend was like, I cannot believe you're going to his home. We actually study his poems and stuff. So just his his influence is beyond this world. So you get to see his house and learn all about him and see his work. So that's really awesome. That's really incredible. And then there's the Castries Central Market, which is great, especially if you love food. You'd be introduced to fruits that you that you don't know about, fruits that are more St. Lucian, Caribbean fruits. You get to see a lot of the spices that we use in our food. As I said, we have a mixture of cultures that influence everything about us, including our food. So you get to see all our spices that we use. They also have a section which sells local craft. You get to see some craft which has like native Indian techniques, techniques like thousands of years old. That is St. Lucian. And it's just an amazing place to see like real St. Lucian life, St. Lucian fruits, St. Lucian food, and also the fact that you get to interact with the local people as well and actually see some of them create the art in front of your eyes. So that's really cool as well. Absolutely. I think it's a great way to obviously sample some of the local food, but also get some great souvenirs that you're not going to find anyplace else. Exactly. Exactly. We only have a few minutes left, so we don't want to miss out talking about some of the beaches that you have there in St. Lucia. Right. So in Cassius itself, there's a really long, beautiful golden sand beach called VG Beach. And that beach is right next to the Inter-Caribbean Airport, the George F.L. Charles Airport. So it's great to like just go there, especially if you come in on a cruise ship. The cruise ships actually port in Castries. So it's great to like take a little taxi and go on the beach. It's like five minutes away from the cruise ship port. And you can relax, enjoy the water. It's extremely long. There are local bars on the beach. So you get to eat some nice local food and local drinks, of course, and just enjoy the sun, enjoy the warm weather. So that beach is a must as well. 
also in the Cassius Quarter, but it's a bit far from the town itself. It's like 20 minutes away. There is Marigo Bay, which is considered the most beautiful bay in the Caribbean, with its own sets of restaurants and beaches and water sports and kayaking and stuff to do as well, which is amazing. So for, for Marigo, would that be, because obviously if, if cruises are coming in into to Castries, uh, Vigi Beach could actually get you know, quite crowded, I'm sure, versus like would, would Marigo, would that be a little bit more peaceful? Like say it's a little bit more out of the way where if you want to be uh, by yourself a little bit, that, that might be the better beach to go to. Actually, it's the other way around. Marigo oh, yeah? is much more... <laughs> Marigo is much more popular than VG, VG Beach. A lot of cruise ship people don't really know about it. So you, you get the double, you get the double benefit. It's closer, yep. and uh, and it's, it's less crowded. More secluded. Exactly, exactly. Wow, that sounds and great. It's amazing. Yep. We don't have enough time right now to talk about it, but I know that St. Lucia is actually kind of known as like a place for honeymoon and for romance and things yes. of that, things of that nature, right? So if we just touch real quickly on. Uh, a couple other cities or a couple other places on the uh, on the island where if you're planning a honeymoon or a romantic getaway, like, you know, we just had our 10th anniversary, uh, my wife and me. Uh, so maybe it's a place that uh, we might want to come visit sometime just for kind of a romantic getaway. So, yeah, actually, St. Lucia is the number one honeymoon destination in the world. We won that at the World Travel Awards for 2019 and 18. It's the 10th time the island has won it. So... That's like my favorite thing to talk about. Couples, definitely the town of Soufre, famous for the Pitos, which are the two amazing uh, mountain peaks, the Twin Mountains, which are the World Heritage Site. They were um, old volcanic vents that have hardened, and you could definitely go to Soufre to see them real life, especially if you take a water taxi to see them underwater because they're right on the edge of the water. Oh, wow. So when you go near them and you start seeing them in real life and their big size and the fact that they look like twins, it's amazing. You could climb them as well if you're more adventurous. So you could get amazing views of the island and the neighboring islands of Matnik and St. Vincent. And you could get to see some trees and animals that you wouldn't find other places on the island, when I say animals, I mean like smaller insects and snails and stuff. But they're more unique. Okay. So I, I hope nobody's not expecting like kangaroos. And <laughs> 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 yeah, and of course, Sufra too has a driving volcano and the mud baths. So you get to see the volcanic activity in Sufra. And then you could bathe in like some pools that they streamed the volcanic water into so it's water that's filled with black volcanic mud so you get to relax in that it's like 115 degrees fahrenheit so you won't like get burnt but it's quite hot and it's really good for the skin and relaxing and then you could rub the clay mask all onto you the volcanic mud and then like take it out after a while and then it's rumored that you look 15 like not 15 five years five to ten years younger after you're done so we have the fountain of youth guys (laughs) absolutely so there's that and then snorkeling so if you want to see like a real life aquarium with beautiful coral reefs octopuses tropical fishes of 10,000 million different colors 
then Sufre is a place to go snorkel as well. You could actually snorkel in between the Peters at a beautiful beach there called Sugar Beach. Also, Unshasne Beach, which is a beautiful black sand beach, also has great snorkeling. The beaches on this side is more of a silver black color because of the volcanic rocks. So towards the north, you'd get the more, the stereotypical Caribbean, like yellow sand beaches. But in Sufra, you get the more black sand beaches. So there's that there as well. I think it'd be good that we can get a little bit of both experiences. Yeah, totally. There are warm waterfalls that you go to, like, for example, the one at Sapphire Falls and also the one at the Pito Falls. There are mineral baths. So that warm volcanic water, it, it doesn't have like all the minerals like the one in the driving volcano. It's more clear, but it's it's heated by the geothermal activity. And these places are usually surrounded with beautiful tropical fruit trees and tropical flowers. So you feel like you're in like a, a beautiful garden in heaven, just relaxing in the warm water. Nice, nice. Well, we're actually running out of time, but I, I otherwise I could sit here and talk about St. Lucia and everything to do on the island uh, yes. for, for for hours. Before we go, uh, I'm sure that you you probably have some, like you mentioned earlier, that you have some fruits that are only available on the island. What are some of like the food places, really quickly, that we can talk about that maybe there's some special foods that we should try while we're there? Okay, so we're going to go back to Castries because I know that's what the podcast was really about. So in Castries for Rastafarian food. So that's usually like vegan food with um, Caribbean influences and um, based on the Rastafarian lifestyle. So you'd have Liviti, which sells amazing Rastafarian food and also a, a small place um, next to some place called the Bexo Bus Stop. So if you're going to Bexo, that's where you get the bus in Castries. There's a small place there called the Ital Palace, which sells amazing Rastafarian vegan food. For rotis, which is East Indian food, Caribbean food is of East Indian culture and heritage. The White House in Castries is where you get the best rotis. So it's curry chicken um, with potatoes and it's wrapped up in an amazing flower wrap. So it's really delicious. For more local Caribbean solution food, the market itself has an open hallway with um, lots of food stalls that you could try at different foods from pigtail bouillon, our national dish, which is green bananas and salt fish, which is salted cod, seasoned to perfection. So you could get that there as well. In castries also, if you want something a bit even more healthy, but not necessarily vegan, you have Blue Monkey, which sells the best Greek quinoa salads ever. And you could also add a little bit of St. Lucian flavor to it by adding fried ripe plantain. So it gives it a nice sweetness. For those who don't know what a plantain is, it's a statue cousin of the banana. So these are some of the amazing places you could try if you come to Castries to get amazing things to eat. Oh, I can already feel my belt tightening from all the food I'm yes. going to be eating there. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Kiwa, it's time for the final countdown. So if somebody only had time for one meal in Castries, where should they go and what should they eat? One meal in Castries, I would definitely say go to the central market. As I said, the hallway there with all of the food um, stalls and 
get our national dish this green fig and salt fish green fig means green bananas with salted cod seasoned with onions garlic caribbean seasoning peppers celery and all that good stuff very delicious yeah right on my wife will love that yes <laughs> so you lived in, in saint lucia and castries uh, you know all your life what's one of the most memorable stories of living there one of the most memorable stories of living in Castries is going to Square. This would be held like on the first and second day of the year, every year. So then there's a celebration where everybody from the island comes there and then they sell like toys and stuff for little kids and they would have rides that you could go on and music and performances. So as a child, like for many years of my life, because I'm still a young adult, for many years of my life, that was one of like the highlights of my year, just going to what we call Square. It's called Square, that celebration every first and second of the year. So I could get like toys and do rides and enjoy the Caribbean music. That sounds great. Uh, Speaking of fun times, where's the happiest happy hour on the island? On the whole island? Or Castries. For Castries, the happiest happy hour <laughs> would be in the bars in the market as well. We'd call them the carbaways, the rum shops, the tiny rum shops that sell amazing rums, including spice rum, which is a handmade um, local rum filled with packs of trees and leaves and spices and honey. So that's where you get the latest happy hour, the most happiest people ever laughing and drinking rum and playing dominoes in the market. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yes. I'm gonna have to brush up on my dominoes before I come out there and visit. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I travel, one of the things I always try to eat is the local pepperoni pizza. So right. where would we go for the best pepperoni pizza in Castries? For the best pepperoni pizza in Castries, I will send you to the, there's a place next to the Planned Parenthood building in Castries, but I don't really know the name of the place. I don't even, I'm not even sure that it has a name, but this guy makes like delicious pepperoni pizza. And we usually use cheddar cheese on our pepperoni pizza, but it's like still delicious and stuff. But pepperoni pizza is something that you you would find little food stalls making all around the, the city. Okay. So that area just opposite the Planned Parenthood building near the market sells like delicious pepperoni pizza and also by the Ave Maria school which is a primary school in the middle of Castries on the opposite side of the road there is also a lady she usually caters to the students but big people like buy her pepperoni pizza as well so that's another nice pepperoni pizza you could have oh nice I may just have to try both, you know, when I come visit. Yep. <laughs> I know you travel a little bit. What's one of your best travel tips? Let me see. My best travel tip would be um, make sure you get a general idea of what you would want your your trip to be like. Why are you traveling? Is it to explore? Or is it to just relax? Um, what type of ambience you want to be around? How do you want to spend your, your, your time in that place? So that is super important because you don't want to go to some place and then not plan appropriately for what you, the type of experience you want to have. And also I would totally recommend doing as much research 
as possible, especially YouTube videos to get ideas of what you could do in whatever place that you're going to, that you're interested in visiting. That's something I always do. And then you get awesome tips, what you could do and you actually get to see with your own eyes, like what the, the place might be like. So then you could see, well, that doesn't really look like something I'd like, but that looks super cool. I think I'm going to do that and stuff. Yeah, for sure. I, I hadn't thought about the YouTube thing before, because uh, a lot of times you, you read reviews, you see articles and pictures and you see people's written word. But yeah. seeing a video, you know, you can you can do a lot. You can do a lot with a picture that maybe you can hide things or whatever. But with a video, you're seeing it in real life. And I think that gives you a better, better clue of what things are like. Exactly. Yep. That's fantastic. So, so Kiwa, I really appreciate you coming on to the show and, and sharing all your tips for Castries and St. Lucia. But can you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and, and how people can reach you? Okay, awesome. So as you said, my name is Kiwa Simpson, and I am a local vacation planner. I help busy couples put together an unforgettable vacation on my island. They usually want to explore the island, do some of the must-sees and must-dos whilst getting like time to relax. So I help them, I give them like the local tips they need to put together an amazing time here. Um, my website is www.discoverstlucia.com, and there you could get awesome local blogs written by me to give you local tips on some of the best things to do in St. Lucia so that you make the most out of your precious vacation time here and you don't end up wasting your money doing stuff that's not really worth it, but that you do the best things and have the best time ever and fall in love all over again in St. Lucia. That's what we're for. Number one honeymoon destination. <laughs> the Bermuda Love Island. Absolutely. So if somebody wanted to be able to reach out to you uh, on social media, what's the best way to do that? Okay. I'm on Facebook, Discover St. Lucia Tours and Vacation Planning Services. And on Instagram, I post daily on both. For Instagram, it's your dream vacation underscore St. Lucia. And you could find me there. And also get lots of local tips on how to put together a great vacation here. Well, that sounds great. Well, again, thank you for being on the show. And we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Yes, totally, totally. Big thanks to Cuba for coming onto the show and sharing your tips about castries. Show us some love by following her on Facebook at Discover St. Lucia Tours. Send me a tweet at We Travel There to share your favorite thing about Castries St. Lucia. All the links we talked about today can be found at wetravelthere.com forward slash castries. We want to say thank you to Clear for being today's affiliate sponsor of the show. Take advantage of our special limited time offer where you can try Clear for free for two months. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash clear to sign up today. Join us next time as we head to Gulf Shores, Alabama to speak with my good friend Brandon Styles of brandonstyles.com. Brandon and I talk about the Owed Entertainment District, fishing off the pier, and amazing fish tacos. Be able to join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you subscribe that way you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations. <music>